Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. What is up, everybody? So glad you're back. We're glad to be back. Welcome to Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. I'm your host, Kristen, and with me, per usual, I have Luke. How's it going, Luke? It's going great. Good to be back in sunny and hot California. I'm so excited you're here. Luke just flew in, and with us today, y'all, very special guest. This is my BFF, my ride or die, and I like to call him my handler. You Hi, sure Zach. do. <laughs> Zach Wickham, everyone. How are you all today? We're so good, and I'm so happy you're here. And this I'm is so gonna happy be, to be here. This is going to be a blast. It Zach, usually is when we're so together. Everyone knows you're my best friend. Hey, my best friend. But they don't know about you being my handler. Can you just like tell everyone what that means and why I call you that? I mean, I think uh, being a handler means, you know, everything from pushing you to do social media posts. And by the way, her TikTok would not exist if it weren't for me just saying, um, this is true. you know, that or just daily motivation. I feel like unpacking or- boxes in my new apartment, helping me with my dogs. Y'all, I don't have a boyfriend, so I have Zach. <laughs> Your sexless lover. Yeah, my sexless lover. <laughs> and I will say, like, since Luke and I have become so close over the last few months in doing this podcast, he's taking over your handler duties when you're not around. I do appreciate that. It takes a village. Oh, I'm happy to help. A valley <laughs> village. <laughs> it takes more than a village, though. That was good. Yeah, it does take a village, y'all. Welcome to my life. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm super stoked that Zach is here with us today. I'm really stoked that Luke flew into town. And because Luke just flew here, Luke, you have a pretty good story about your flight that I want you to fill Zach and our listeners in on. Take it away. <laughs> our conversation about research for the sake of this podcast led to her encouraging me to attempt to join the Mile High Club on my way here. And in my head, I'm like, okay, Kristen's kind of joking. The more I thought about it on the first flight before my layover was Kristen's definitely not joking. She is all in on this. Kristen doesn't joke about stuff like that. Yeah, she totally meant it. She totally meant it, right? And I, so I'm thinking, okay, one, a 6 a.m. flight trying to join the Mile High Club with a rando is just not going to happen. So I have a layover in Phoenix three hours later. And in between, I'm waiting to board my flight. The flight gets delayed. Girl walks up beside me. Very attractive girl. Blonde hair. She's from Texas. I find out later. Anyway, I strike up a conversation. We talk while we're delayed. We board. It's a Southwest flight. So we are able to sit close to each other. We sat in the same row, seat in between us. Anyways, the conversation developed and I'm trying to, I'm kind of explaining this podcast and sexuality and some things, trying to like test the waters. The conversation at some point leads to talking about drama in California and how much different it is than it is in the Midwest or even where she is in Texas. And she throws out that people in California need to realize those crystals aren't doing a damn thing for you and they need to find Jesus. 
So, I mean, that's the moment you know that you're getting absolutely nothing from her. So you knew her. you were, yeah, you were not going to get banged in the Southwest bathroom. At but this also, point. She, were you going to try to get a BJ still or were you just like, this is where it ends? When the girl brings up Jesus in the conversation, I think that's a clear indication that there is no BJ coming. Anyway, Zach, we have so many questions for you today. Luke and I have been so stoked to ask you things, even though obviously I probably know all the answers, but I know Luke has a lot of questions. He's very curious about some things and I know our listeners will be too. And something I was explaining to Luke, which I would love for you to talk to the listeners about is something I've learned is that it's always better to ask questions and be curious. So we want to talk about obviously the difference between quote unquote, like straight dating and gay dating or LGBTQ dating in your community. But don't you agree? I know you agree that it's the curiosity when it comes out of like love is awesome, right? Yeah, well, and I think when you say, instead of saying curiosity, you say, like, you want to make sure that that person feels heard and that you understand where they're coming from. When you have someone asking a question and it comes from the heart and they want to know about that person or, like, learn, actually learn they don't want to be ignorant anymore. They want to support that person. And that is something that um, I wish more people would understand ask us questions yeah. so you can learn. So for me, it's been this major, I'm super hesitant because I'm terrified to offend somebody and I, I have nothing but curiosity. So I'm super happy to be here today and I'm glad you're here to answer these questions. And I know there's a lot of people that feel the same sentiment that I do. Well, and I love that you're terrified because I want <laughs> you to be, I want everybody to be terrified because that means you actually care. You know what I mean? If you weren't terrified and you were just spouting off stuff, then I'd be like, mm, okay, he doesn't care to act. He's actually just one of those people that wants to like, you know, be that bro or be that, Hey, uh, let's just make make fun of the person by asking them uncomfortable questions instead of asking questions because you actually want to be less. Ignorant. Right. Yeah. It can get skewed the wrong direction really quick. It can. Yeah. But the fact you're terrified works in your favor. And thank you for being terrified today on this podcast. It doesn't happen often. I was like, where I'm are you going with this? Okay. So we are so lucky to be living where we live in Los Angeles. You are from Louisville, Kentucky. We have West Hollywood. I call it Boys Town ever since I've lived here. We have rainbow pedestrian walks. Like it is the coolest area. How do you meet people that you want to date? You're single right now. Where do you meet people? Do you go on dating apps? Do you just go to the bars? Do you meet through friends? Well, I think, you know, with LGBT people today, it's luckily it's not as, you know, hidden as it once had to be. I can meet people at bars. I can meet people at work. I can meet people on apps. However, there always are those caveats of like, you know, the asterisks. Well, oh, is this a safe space? Can I actually be myself? And, you know, the gay bar started as this kind of the only place that a gay person could be themselves and the only place that was safe for them. They weren't safe in their own homes. They weren't safe in their places of work. They could be kicked out of their apartment. So that is the gay bar in general for LGBT people is so important for us. And I think a lot of straight people maybe don't understand that when they take their bachelorette party there or they don't have like uh -huh. that knowledge of... Yeah you know, what actually a gay bar means to a gay person, especially someone who's an older gay person that has been there since the beginning, didn't have those rights. That's, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. I'm yeah. I feel really lucky personally to have worked at sir. Like, and granted this was only 15 years ago, but those of you listening that obviously know Vanderpump and sir and all of that, 
we used to have the smallest staff and the smallest amount of like customers. They were all just like family to us. Right. And it was mostly older gay men that were friends with our owners. And that's how I learned so much about the community. And I remember when my niece, who's now in her, her mid twenties, when she was 18 and came out as a lesbian, when she, I first brought her to West Hollywood, she just felt like, what's it called? Uh, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Like she felt so loved, so accepted. Granted at that time, she was like, I hate all your straight friends, but I love all your gay friends. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just the most accepting of places for her. And so I wonder, just to derail a bit before we get to dating apps and whatnot, when you were in Louisville, which you lived until, would you move here seven years ago? Six and a half. Six and a half years ago. Like, was it difficult there? Was it easier there? Is it easier here? What was that like? Well, I do think that I had a very lucky experience. Louisville is 1.3 million people. It's extremely progressive. Yes, it's in Kentucky, but it is a beacon of blue hope in the South. We had our, (laughs) the university of Louisville had the largest LGBT center in the South. It had, shout um, out. it had spousal benefits before gay marriage was even legal. We had gender neutral bathrooms. We had a petition that was by our president of our campus to get Chick-fil-A out before that was even a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, un, we all actually voted for it to stay, but whatever. Um, it had nothing like, to do with like us. It was a, it was a vendor thing. So but you were very fortunate. But I was very fortunate because Louisville is so progressive. But I did see a lot of my friends that were from other places or even from Louisville not have the same experience as me. But luckily, we had great like when I say gay bars were always there for us. We had this gay bar called Connections, which was probably the largest gay bar in America at the time, or maybe second. Mm, second the to the Abbey. Lo- no, way bigger. No, the oh, Abbey wow. is the number one in the entire country. No, I'm telling you, they can say that all they want, but back in the day, <laughs> Connections has a fu- had a full drag theater with a full production stage and Holler. could fit 700 people with a balcony, and that was just one part of a huge complex. Wait, okay. will you take me there? Well, no, well, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it, it shut down. Okay. But, but what I'm saying is, that's what I grew up with, that community, and you would go to the gay bar, and you would meet people, and that's like, you know... And I can relate to your niece the first time I came out when I was 18 and went to the gay bar for the first time. It is a different experience to be around people that accept you for who you are, no yeah. matter what. I personally loved it being from Michigan. I did. I, I definitely had some gay friends, but it, it was not like it is here as a straight person. I just felt so much happier meeting so many people from like all different diversities. Like it was such a, LA was such a melting pot, you know, ethnicity wise, but also as far as like your preference, I just thought it was really fucking awesome. So I love what we call Robertson row, which is in WeHo. So that being said, back to the gay bars, do you meet your potential dudes there? I know that you are on dating apps. What is that like? Yeah. I mean, I think that also it just sucks because LA bars close at two and I'm usually not out till 12. So it's that's like, just you, bro. There's not, no, that's, I feel like mm, most people, that, whatever. That was, that's how college was. When I'd go visit, uh, Purdue, they didn't go out till 11 or midnight. They start pre-gaming at nine or 10 and I'm like, what? And then they stay out till four. Hammered by now, okay. Well, we're yeah, old exactly. now. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, other than, yourself. so what you have, obviously there's grinder. And so let me, let me explain the hierarchy of how it works in like the gay community with apps. So there's a lot of apps that are just 
that straight people do not have their equivalent. We, you know, we have scruff, we have, I think there's a new one or like, it's not that new. It's called daddy hunter. Um, there used to be websites called Adam for Adam and manhunt. And then we have grinder of course. And then you have like, yes, the gay version of the straight apps like Tinder hinge, maybe bumble. I've never been on bumble, but there's so many different apps for each different subset of kind of gay community. Do you like the apps personally? I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I, I love them and I hate them. Like same as me. Yeah, I feel like the problem is we've kind of lost ourselves in the apps. And I don't mean that just in like the LGBT way. I mean, just as a society, straight or gay, it doesn't matter. We unfortunately have lost like that human connection or that let's go on that second date. Let's try, let's whatever. Instead, we're just like, oh, let's just swipe again. Or like if you can't meet right away, then it's like over. Oh, that's such a and good it's point. Just, and it's just yeah, not as... I'm not a fan of dating apps in any way, shape or form. I've had good experiences and I've had bad experiences and I've, you know, if you don't get too caught up in it, you know, with moderation, I think they work just great. So like the last couple of people that you've either have been your boyfriend or that you've actually like dated, gone on dates, where did you meet them? My, oh, actually my last boyfriend that I dated, I met him randomly on the side of the road in WeHo as I was going home. And then the one that I dated before him, I met on Grindr. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a mix. It's like, I was kind of wondering because I just saw the movie bros. Right. And I know about Grindr from you and from a lot of my gay friends. However, I've never, you know, really been like, so did you just meet up and like blow each other or whatever it is in this movie? They sort of present it as like grinder match. You text a bit, you show up, you don't even speak and you start fucking. Well, I mean, that's definitely one aspect of grinder. There are people that are like, Hey, I just want to hook up right now. Let's just not even talk. It's called anonymous. It's called anon or whatever play. So it's like, they just want to just I'm not going to use the terms because I don't okay. want to, Get the rocks okay. off. but it just, yeah. it's fast and it's, you know, quick and over and blah, blah, blah. But okay. most people, I would say there's a lot of people on Grindr that, yeah, like we're talking about hooking up or whatever, but if you actually had a connection with someone, even once you did, then you might end up dating. Okay. And I feel like that's, there's always that. I'd like to debunk like the Grindr myth. I think for a lot of people, because when we all think of Grindr, I just think of grinding. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people use it as, you know, maybe an ego boost in the moment or they're just lonely and want to talk or they're just horny and want to just talk uh, and how, not meet up. Wait, that's how I feel about straight apps though. Like when I downloaded hinge my last time around being single, I had COVID and I was bored stuck in my apartment and I'm like, oh, I'll just start swiping. Like it's a game, do a chit chat and then like never talk to them again. <laughs> but the difference is that that's what we would use grinder for. If it comes down to hinge hinge for gays, those are gays that actually want to date. Okay. There's no gays that are trying to hook up on hinge because it's so much more difficult for us to even, you have to swipe, you have to match, you have to whatever grinder is. You are a thousand feet away. Great here. This, and <laughs> it's so much easier. Away. So we don't, yeah. If you're looking for that, we have Grinder. You guys don't have that version. So that's why I feel like that spills over. Interesting. But if it's for us, like Hinge is, those are people that actually want to date. Right. So that being all said, do you have a type? Because my answer being your best friend is I could never choose a guy for you. I feel like every time I've ever thought of someone for you, it you're has gone way wrong. You're like, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> 
I, you know, from, for myself personally, I just, yeah, I don't have a type. I've dated every, every body type, every ethnicity, every, every like, height, every height, every, I always think uh, yeah, about like, height when it comes to you. Cause you're such a tall ass drink of water. Yeah. But <laughs> then again, I've dated, you know, I've dated short, I've dated tall, I've dated taller than me. You know, I've dated all different types. I just really, what does it come down to for you then when you, and, like, and this is not one of those weird, you know, I'm not even trying to get sappy. Like, honestly, it's the personality. And if the person can honestly just like roll with me, like not funny, I don't they like, need to be funny, but not funnier than you. Well, that's what I always <laughs> say. That is my, okay. That is my go-to <laughs> thing. Don't ever try to upstage me, but please try to keep up with me. Wait, let's talk real fast. Cause you were a triplet technically. I know. So I have, three so i ate my my triplets i guess in utero so that's why i have so much of a personality how have i not heard this you haven't heard that i haven't heard that okay so well there it is actually (laughs) all right learning so much about you zach i know i was one of triplets and i was born on my mom's birthday Mm -hmm. now i know i heard the story about the platinum gay but you should probably fill in our listeners on what a platinum gay is well so easily a gold star gay means you've never had sex with a girl um, but a platinum gay is one step further. What means you've never even been through a vagina, seen of a, like anything with a vagina. I guess you've in seen, or, I guess, in or out, in or out of a vagina. Cause I was a C-section. So, you know, I, I'm gay from a one day one, baby <laughs> <laughs> wants that. nothing to do wants with the female anatomy with the whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> yeah. A girl, when I was in preschool, a girl came up to me in line and kissed me and, and said, you're my um, you're my boyfriend now. And I cried, pushed her over. And then of course, like they sent me to whatever office you get sent to in preschool. Um, <laughs> and we're like, you can't push girls. And I was like, all right, fine. Um, I was like, she sexually assaulted me. No, I didn't say that at five, <laughs> but I was like, okay. So then when I went home, I was like, I was so distraught. I was like, mom, I don't want to marry her. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't have to marry. I was like, Oh, thank God. Like I had a meltdown when I was four. I was like four, but I was also like three. I was also like, you know, four feet at this girl. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, no. You're like, she's stressing me out. She's stressing just me out. Like, I was so... Just like Kristen does now. <laughs> it's the, so and many other, Not by kissing, but <laughs> in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, I got a question for you. So I actually was so ignorant to the LGBTQ community that I learned... I believe that. That I learned some things from <laughs> watching the show Shameless. You know, the, the characters, good. Ian and Mickey. Yeah. Right. So they are like top and bottom. And that's the first time I had heard those terms. And I'm just curious, is that like a total deal deal breaker. I mean, I think that because gay people have like, we have to kind of be very upfront with our preferences because we are much more open about our sexuality, but also it's not as easy as like, okay, you have a penis. She has a vagina. It's obviously that's going in there. It's, we both have buttholes. We both have penises. So like what's going in where, and then you have to take the societal trauma of people. You have to take their family backgrounds. You have to take their own, like there's so many things, the psychology that goes into gays having sex is like astronomically different than what it is for straight people to have sex. So we talk about it very openly and very upfront because we know that in order to have a good sex life, we do have to be like, Hey, I prefer this and this is what I like. And yeah, a lot of times it is a deal breaker and what your boundaries are. Yeah. And boundaries and everything. And so we have to say like, I cannot be a bottom or I cannot be a top ever. I'm strict top strip, 
strict bottom. Um, and sometimes that will stop two people, no matter how much they like each other from being able to form a relationship, which also is one of like the sad sides of being gay, but it just, it is a truth. So would it just for you, you don't have to tell us what your preference or anything like that is, but would it like shut down conversation when it started? Like, cause you said you're upfront about this thing. Do you just move along so you don't hit that? Yeah. I mean, and I think, and I, I don't think that there's many other gays that would disagree with me because we're all so open about it. We will straight up say I'm into this. And if you're like, Oh, I'm really sorry. I can't, I can't do that or I can't fall into that. They'll be like, oh, no, like we're very kind about it. We're like, oh, no, we're, I mean, not everybody, but like <laughs> most of yeah. are like, oh, no yeah. worries. That's okay. You know, I, this is probably not going to go any further. And we say, oh, okay, no, th- sorry. Thank you. Have a great day. In your experience. Yeah. Like, do you think if you were wanting to like truly like marry someone or like have a life with someone, is there a way to manipulate that? No, not manipulate it, but to give into that or one person to say that's okay. Like, I'll well, if you have, that's the that. thing. If you have open communication mm-hmm. and you are able to work on it, then that's one thing and different. And that's where I feel like is different in some ways in gay relationships versus straight, because we talk about so much of it up front that if an open relate, like for a lot of gays, they're like, okay, we want to have an open relationship. So they both talk about it up front. And so therefore there's no cheating because they're talking about it and they've set their boundaries and they've set their intentions, even though they're in love, they need something else this way, but they talk about it. And I feel like that's, what's missing with a lot of straight people because you guys are much more repressed and you don't talk about it as much. And it's seen as, Ooh, don't talk about it. Um, well, that, and okay. that leads well, to problems. Well, that's why I have this podcast. Cause I truly think if you can't talk about sex, you shouldn't be having it. Well, exactly. And I yeah. agree with that because that's what leads to so many problems. One hundo P. However, Kristen. Yes, Luke. You don't want someone to come up and ask you about like straight out the gate. Like I'm just saying what, as far if I'll, as upfront, if I'll do anal. No, not uh, that specifically. <laughs> I just mean like to start talking about sex is still something you have to ease into. I will say, right? I will but, say, but, but hold on, straight, hold on. I have a, a great example. One of our mutual friends who will remain nameless was on, she's married now, so it doesn't matter. But like she was on a dating app and this guy was so great. They had great conversations and then they went on a date and he straight up on the date was like, Hey, I just need to tell you something. I am into light S and M. I like tying up and doing this. And he was very specific about what he liked. And he was like, you know, I know it can take some time to get into, but I just wanted to be very upfront with you. This is what I'm into. And I hope that like, you know, I don't have to have it every time and blah, blah, blah. But like, I hope you can be receptive. And this said friend was like, oh my God, like, that's so crazy. Like he's a serial killer. I'm like, but in my mind, I'm like, no, he was being very upfront with you. He was trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Not to have you really like him and then suddenly find that he's Christian Grey and then you run away. Well, and I Christian Grey without being the billionaire. And I I kind of explained that and she's like oh okay I guess I do see it okay I get what you're saying but like her first response is like oh that's gross or crazy you know whatever so Which that's why that's exactly what my point is though a, like you, that it's, becomes it's, a problem it's still taboo like you should be able to talk about it right with the person that you are having sex with but to bridge that early on is still very delicate. it's hard yeah it's like it can be if you if you're into something specific I don't know well yeah but, I'm no if I that, number one I'm open to 
borderline everything. But if any man walked up to me on a first date or hitting on me and said, this is what I want. I'm like, yo, I'm not your whore and get right, to know me first. Right. But that's what he's saying. But that's that what happens I'm saying. With the gay community. That, right. that is we, like, it has nothing to do with you being our whore or yeah, like each yeah, other's yeah. whore. It has to do with long term. This is what we're going to want. And yeah, like sometimes we might not bring it up right away. Mm-hmm. It might be like within the first whatever. But that's the thing is we have way more open communication about it right to each other right off the bat than I feel like most definitely straight yeah. people would. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just taking what Luke was saying and being like, yeah, if a guy walked up to me at the bar and was like, yo, not if I don't, get, if I don't get anal, we're not happening. And okay, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's yo, okay, bro, I'm bro. talking about <laughs> when you're talking on a, an app or you've talked for a while What's or a difference. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> There's a oh slight difference, I guess. How, so how many times at your young age have you been in love? This is a question I like to ask. I want to ask everyone kind of because I think it changes in hindsight. But I think you're someone who would give it a true answer. Yeah. Well, and that's really funny that you say that because I feel like. it's easy to say an ex like, well, fuck, fuck him now. We don't, I don't really love him, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like with any of my exes that I've dated, I feel like there was love, period. Was I in love? Yes, with most of them. Okay, that's a lot then. But I would say if I look back, there was only two that I've been fully in love with and was fully like these two people I could see myself fully with for the rest of my life. Other than those two, the rest, yes, I loved and was in love with, but I have only been in love, like truly in love with two. Okay. Looking back. Do you want to get married? Do you want that legality part of it? Or or if not that, then do you want like the ceremony, like the wedding? Do you want a life partner? Like, what are your thoughts? Even right now, we we all change our minds from time to time. Lord knows I have. I mean, I definitely think when I was like, 20, you know, 20 through 23 or whatever. I was like, yes, getting married now, like find the the person that I want to marry. And then slowly I realized, why am I in such a rush? Why am I trying to push heteronormative norm, normal activities on myself? Like that wait, shouldn't. Do you think, wait, do you think that though? You think marriage is a heteronormative activity or thing now? I don't even know to this day if I want like the paper signed or whatever, yeah. but like the partner for the rest of your life, the Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell I was just of the world. To say them, yeah. yeah. Like I love the idea of having a teammate, a partner for the rest of partner my life. Partner in crime. Yeah. That's great. But also <laughs> <laughs> says everybody, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you look at like marriage and stuff, it's the institution that gay people have been blocked out of for so long and we created our own type of society around that. Um, yeah, obviously every person probably wants to find their but partner. But do you? I'm their, asking about you. I know. I'm getting to that. So You like to skate for, around it. Well, I'm saying I have been in the position where I'm like, yes, I want a husband now. And then I've been in the position where I'm like, no, I'm good for a well, yeah, really long time. When you have time. a piece of shit ex-boyfriend, like you're last one stop okay well um i said it not you it's fine (laughs) i understand when you have a crappy ex it's very easy to feel a bit jaded well no Mm -hmm. i feel like with myself unless i found that person that was like my best friend 
and supported me and I could support him and we worked on things together and really had that, then yeah, of course, so if I possible. find that, yeah, but I'm not rushing or pushing for any of that. You're either. not, for, you're not like for you personally. So you're not like a hundred percent, like I need that in my life, but you're not like, I never will touch it. So you're exactly. open to it. You're saying open. you're open to I'm it, open. but not searching. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Which usually that's when you end up finding your like Prince Charming or the person that you actually want to be with. So maybe I'm like subconsciously actually looking, but not allowing myself to say that out loud. So Zach, what about kids? I mean, here's the thing. All my friends have kids. Um, <laughs> I know I'm where like, this is going to go. <laughs> I'm like an uncle for like, I, I have more you get God the- children or kids that I'm going to have to buy things for my entire life. Uh-huh. Then I can even talk about, I basically could start a baseball team, a soccer team, a gymnastics <laughs> team. I'm definitely starting, um, like a child model management with all my beautiful children, like and, all and my you're friends. An only child. Let's and I'm an only child. So like, yeah. So basically my thing is I don't need kids. I don't really want kids because I have <laughs> the best kids around me and I can be that I can be on 24 seven when I'm around them so that and not have to be when and not we, have to be yeah, when I don't yeah. want to. Oh, I get um, that. Yeah, but I mean, if I had a partner that wanted kids, Ooh. obviously I would have ki- I would I would do it for someone that I I loved and if oh. they wanted kids, I would totally do it. Okay. So you're oh. open, to, any, open to that and, too. Yeah, and any, I, if there was a friend, if there was a girl that wanted a kid and was like I want your golden sperm because you know like I have my platinum, masters in business. Sperm. No, but it's gold. No, but it's golden. Yeah. Like it's oh, great. Okay. Okay. Um or platinum, I guess. Tall. Because I guess platinum's worth more than tall, gold. tall, muscular, But I'm tall, handsome. I'm athletic, I'm funny. Blue eyes. Blue eyes. No genes that are bad. Everybody's living to 103 plus. Like, Damn. Damn. I know. The shit that I cite 100%. Will, Zach, will you impregnate me? Done. Perfect. See? There you go. And I even said, like, I'll sign my rights away and then I can be a, as much of a part of the child's lives as you want me to be, which obviously I would want to be part of it um no zach and i did have this conversation truth be told he said 98 percent parental rights to me two percent to him he'll be the fun uncle <laughs> yeah and then obviously my parents have to be like you're gonna ha- you're actually gonna have to sign away like 15 percent to my parents oh 100 because they would definitely want to be involved and, but and you'll want that and kristen you'd want no that. kristen would want I that my his, parents are his, amazing his parents totally. are my favorite things on the face and you can dr- dump them for a couple weeks a year you know at least yeah yeah exactly go do your thing no but right? i i did not that's something I did not think you were going to say that you would be open to. So I, would, I love that for you. I would if, but that's the thing is I would want someone to do it with. I Right. You know, You're I not can, trying to have kids on your own. Right. I can barely take care of myself, <laughs> let alone, and, uh, you know, yeah. or any living thing, let alone you a child. You take care of me really well. <laughs> Actually, I can take care of other things that aren't in my direct you neglect yourself. I neglect myself, I guess, yeah. in the end. So I guess whatever. So I guess I could take care of a child and then I would just become the haggard You'd father that gives everything fast, to their right? child. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not having kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. I think we're all on that page. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and then I want to come back to something really fun that Zach's going to lead us in. And let's get into it, Zach. What do you have for our first term? Okay, now I also just want to say that, well, I mean, I guess last episode when you all did yours, when you looked it up, you didn't know any of them beforehand, right? Correct. I knew none of them. Yeah. 
these gay terms I never in my gay life have used. Okay. So, <laughs> and I don't think I ever will use again. <laughs> never in my gay Actually, life. Actually, some of them I probably will be implementing and trying to um, push into the community uh, for more widespread use. But okay. So yeah. let's get started. We're here to expand our vocabulary. Exactly. That's part of the whole I, deal. I right? love expanding people's vocabularies. Okay. The first one, hoogie woogie. Hoogie woogie. This is H O O G I E space W O O G I E. But it, no space, but yes. Okay. Hoogie woogie. Um, Use I, it in a sentence? I knew, oh my God. You and your script spelling bee. Okay. Hey, man. Want a hoogie woogie? Nah, foo, that gay. Oh, so <laughs> it was hoogie, a conversation. Hoogie, hoogie woogie is a verb. <laughs> like, do you want to walk? Do you want a hoogie woogie? It's a verb, so it is a, it is a sexual term, correct? I'm not giving you any hints. We ask if it's a sexual term. I think it's got to okay, be well, sexual. I'm I mean, not telling you. Using that sentence, that was clear as day. I mean, hoogie woogie sounds like super vanilla, like a dance, like you want a boogie woogie. Like you want to dance, you want to do the twist, like very 1950s. I um, promise they were not doing this in the 50s. Oh, wow. <laughs> just kidding. Hoogie, hoogie, woogie. It just makes me think of dance, like dance fucking. Luke, go. I think it is 69. So, Kristen, you, you think it's having sex on a dance floor? Like dance Is that what you sec- meant? Dance okay, sexing. Dance sex. I don't fucking know. And I say 69 with two guys. I'm pretty sure that's just called 69. Just called 69. But, I yeah, don't know. No, it's okay. Terms. It's okay. I'll, I'll forgive you. Actually, this one, I couldn't get over the na- like the fact that it was called hoogie woogie, but it is just a term for gay sex. Which That is dumb and boring, but I'm glad yeah. we started with the dumb and boring banana exactly. one. But it's also, it's just the word was just too good not to use. Right. Good start. Who created that? Can you tell us their username? Because they're fired. It's ASD Fawn. Yeah. So they're fired. Yeah. They're they were fired from the beginning. Um, this next one, let me just start with the fact that, uh, you know, Kristen and I play this game called Quiplash uh, on Jackbox TV. It's great. It's on the Apple TV. We also, you know, maybe a future sponsor of the podcast will be Quip Toothbrushes. But today, this definition is we have Quip Low A Hop. So it is Q-U-I-P-L-O-A-H-P. Quip Low Okay, well, the way it's spelled makes me think it's Hawaiian. It has a double A, correct? No, not Q U I P L O A H P. Okay, well, it has two vowels that makes me think of Hawaiian. Quipaloa hop. It just sounds Hawaiian. It is a sexual term. Do you want it in a sentence? Yes, please. So here's the sentence that they have Wanna go quipla hop after our super gay sex? We'll hop after our super gay sex. We are going to, it's like hopscotch, but I also think of the beach because I think of Hawaiian-y things. Do you want to go for a walk on the beach after we have sex? Luke, what do you think? Ah, my brain's way more vanilla right now. Something like cuddle and watch a movie. It is a new term made by the gays. It does say the gays on this. To determine... Which one has the longest pubes? Oh, you measure pube length. Yeah, and it was actually submitted in 2017 by Space Womble. Wait, do you measure pubes? In real- no, nobody oh, fucking okay. measures pubes. That's why this I is just so got, ridiculous. My, I just got a Brazilian wax and Luke like fully shaped his balls. So like, we'll I, talk about scaping. I keep time. mine 
trimmed, 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 trimmed. Either trimmed or like fully bald. Yeah, like it is spackled down. Like it is nice spackled. and not spackled. <laughs> that's ter- that's not what I meant. What what's the term I was looking for? I don't know. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah, marble. Smooth is a baby bottom. Okay, yeah. so that's so Quiplahop, guys. Quiplahopped. Go go get your uh, measuring tape out. God, if you need measuring tape yeah, to do right? your pube link, that's a problem too. Oh God, this next one. Short-term salami partner. Short-term salami partner. Okay, is that with or without cream cheese? <laughs> I pray to God without. <laughs> Short-term salami partner. What do you think, Kristen? I need it used in a sentence, please. Um, I was just looking for a short-term salami partner officer. Well, I mean, he gave it away the short term, so he's looking for a hookup. But a salami partner, I feel like salami makes me think of a sandwich, even though I'm a vegetarian. So it makes me think that it's um, orgy with lots of dudes. So I think you were thinking of sliced salami, a salami. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> girl, you a vegetarian. Salami Definitely. is like a, in the shape of a penis. Like <laughs> a very typically a thick, very penis. thick penis. Right. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, yeah. that is... <laughs> Wow, the vegetarian doesn't <laughs> doesn't get it. So, Slami partner, you got any other comments on that, Kristen? What are your thoughts? I wish that I had a video camera so you guys could see what's <laughs> on my face right now. That I went, oh, oh, oh like a bratwurst, like a sausage, but way bigger. But massive, like bigger. it is like a massive roll. I don't of meat. know how big bratwursts are compared to salamis compared to hot dogs. Wow. I don't fucking know. I know what a veget- a vegan Dodger dog looks like. That's not the way I want a penis, but it's the perfect size for a hot dog for me. Sometimes you say things and it hurts. When I think of salami, <laughs> I think of deli meat that is sliced. Already like pepperoni. Sliced pieces, yeah. And I think pepperoni also comes in. We're going to make our own entry into Urban Dictionary with the vegan Dodger dog. I think that that's one we need to come up with for ourselves. But uh, okay, back to the... Um, you just want to, sh- what, salami sharing? What was it? Short-term salami partner. Salami, short-term salami partner. Uh, I'm going to say looking for a, just a hookup, like a... It's the dude on grinder. That's all it is. A male hooker. Okay. So a short-term salami partner is a gay man who receives oral sex in public toilets. But I thought you were going to say... I, okay, well, that's not what you were going to say, but I thought you that's were going to say, gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> like a random hookup somewhere. And then I was going to say where, and I was going to try to steer you there. Okay. 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 Yeah. We could have gotten there. Well, maybe Wait, not with Luke, you. Was your brain going to go to a, a, a blowjob in a toilet? I think that's called a blumpkin. No, like, a blumpkin is when you're, you're taking a shit and, you're taking a a shit and someone's giving you a blowjob and you're on a toilet, but that's yeah. in your house, what? not in public. That's not a public Wait, thing. What? Yeah, that's a blumpkin. You're shitting. Why would someone want to take a shit and have to have their dick sucked at the same time? I'm not going to lie. When I shit, it, you know, it feels good. It's a sensation. And if you're getting your dick sucked, I guess. But I'm not saying I want to do it, but I'm just saying like, okay, I can see. All right. Let's be honest here. Luke and Zach, have you ever had a blumpkin? Never. Never. But there is sometimes. I was like, you pause. Listen, no, yeah, yeah. No, never. No, no. This, listen to my angle on this, though. Okay. You, I'm listening. I'm okay, listening listen. to your angle. I'm ready. You I'm never, ready for you your. You never like multitask, you know, like your morning, you go sit down on the toilet and you're like. Brush your teeth. No, not where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You, you know, maybe you rub one out, you know, get your day started while you're taking a shit, you know? No, never done that. Never like. Well, no, I shit. while you're shitting. Well, no, I shit. And then I flush the toilet and then I'll. But while you're still sitting there, right? No, 
Yeah, yeah. But it's happen- yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So I, I can, like, in my head, I can... Get re- there. I can get there. No, it has never happened. Yeah, no, no. And as um, a female, no, I have never, ever had a shit, taken a shit, and then decided to masturbate ever in my life. But I would love to hear from everyone. Please comment below. Now, this last one I really love. It is called <laughs> Broking. B-R-O-A-K-I-N-G. Broking. This one kind of scares me. And I cannot use it in a sentence because if I do, it gives away the definition, unfortunately. Just like the last one. So I, you just, you're just going to have to go with it. Mm. Broking. Broking. It's like, first I was thinking like B-R-O-K-I-N-G, but B-R-O-A-K changes everything. Broking. Bro, bro. I mean, it, I think it's pronounced broking. A king. I don't know. Here, what do you think? Yeah, my first thought was, is broke a word? B r o a k. It's not, and I don't think it's about being broke because it would be spelled correctly. And then my <laughs> you're giving brain, Urban Dictionary way too much. Credit. I know, but then my brain. Well, because if people are making these up, like, what if they can't spell shit correctly? Um, then my brain immediately did go to bro, like bro aching like bro like you're my bro like broski you're broking can you give us guess nope nothing part? absolutely God, nothing that's nope. so unfair uh, life's unfair and yeah i'm going with the whole like i'm fucking my bro i don't know this is dumb all right i'm going way nastier dirty than that so i think after giving head get they finish in your mouth you swallow then you burp and it comes back up is broking that's Ooh. my guess no Okay, you know what? Luke, that was so good. We're going to change the definition in here to that. Like you're croaking like, like that's a, a great. Yeah, no, that like, is, a, you know what? That's the new definition. I don't even want to tell you the definition because I'm like, that's the new broking. That's the new definition. But if we are going by the one that's in there, it refers to the act of inserting your penis, but not thrusting, therefore not actually having sex. So you can have gay sex involving two bros, but then be able to say that it is not actually sex. So you didn't have gay sex. So you just insert your penis, leave it and then come. Oh, so it's like soaking. Isn't that what yeah. they call it? Soaking, but with your bro. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? That's weird. I still think to me having sex is breaking the plane. I think wanting another man's penis in your butt is definitely pretty. It would literally be like if I was like, Oh, well Luke put his penis inside me, but he didn't thrust it. So we didn't have sex. What? Yeah, because, well, this is internalized homophobia at its, you know, at its finest. So it's fine. If Luke put his penis in my butthole and I went, well, he didn't thrust it. So we didn't have anal. Not the same thing. No, we had sex. We penetrate. What Luke just said, penetrated the plane means you had sex. I used to know this girl in college and she only had anal sex to preserve her virginity. And I'm oh, like, I girl, a girl <laughs> I grew up with like that too. I'm like the Catholic faith really screwed us all up. Like that's, a- that's absolutely a thing. Yeah. Only do anal sex and like in high school be like, no, I'm still a virgin. I only do anal sex. Which yeah. I'm like, you hmm. skipped a couple steps. I believe <laughs> there's this term called sodomy that is maybe worse than uh having sex before marriage. Through your I vagina. Yeah, I mean like yeah, I don't know. It's all ass backwards. It's crazy. I just have to say that this is a great note to end it on. When Luke lost his virginity, he also he had sex with a girl, right? Well, I, I assume that's how you lose your virginity. Vagina. He also did anal that same time. Next day. Anal. How old were you? Anal was the following day, and I was 16. Whoa, that is progressive. Yeah, she was into it. So that's what happened. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I think I was way 16. to go, Indiana. Yeah, I was sixteen. Yeah. Oh God, I love us so much. We're so much fun. We'll have to touch on that another time. I hate saying touch after that. It was a little weird. Zach, I love you so fucking much. I love you. This was so much fun. Tell everyone where they can follow you. On Instagram and Twitter at Zach Wickham and on TikTok at the Zach Wickham. The Zach Wickham. Because the one and only. Gen Zers taking my screen name before you know I can get to TikTok. <laughs> Fuck them. And I tag him on my TikToks all the time because, again, he is my social media handler, life partner, everything that I don't have sex with. Um, and you know where to find me and Luke. And we can't we are wait sexless to talk lovers. to you next time. Bye, everyone. Be kind. We love you. Peace out. Peace out next time. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Love you. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.